Section 17 of Chesterfield's Letters to His Son Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. Letter 34. London, March 27th, Old Style, 1748. Dear boy, This little packet will be delivered to you by one Monsieur Duval, who is going to the fair at Leipzig. He is a jeweller, originally of Geneva, but who has been settled here these eight or ten years, and a very sensible fellow. Pray do be very civil to him. As I advised you some time ago to inform yourself of the civil and military establishments of as many of the kingdoms and states of Europe as you should either be in yourself or be able to get authentic accounts of, I send you here a little book, in which, upon the article of Hanover, I have pointed out the short method of putting down these informations, by way of helping your memory. The book being lettered, you can immediately turn to whatever article you want, and by adding interleaves to each letter, may extend your minutes to what particulars you please. You may get such books made anywhere, and appropriate each, if you please, to a particular object. I have myself found great utility in this method. If I had known what to have sent you by this opportunity, I would have done it. The French say, que les petits présents entretiennent l'amitié et que les grands l'augmentent. But I could not recollect that you wanted anything, or at least anything that you cannot get as well at Leipzig as here. Do but continue to deserve, and I assure you that you shall never want anything I can give. Do not apprehend that my being out of employment may be any prejudice to you. Many things will happen before you can be fit for business, and when you are fit, whatever my situation may be, it will always be in my power to help you in your first steps. Afterward you must help yourself by your own abilities. Make yourself necessary, and instead of soliciting you will be solicited. The thorough knowledge of foreign affairs, the interests, the views, and the manners of the several courts in Europe, are not the common growth of this country. It is in your power to acquire them. You have all the means. Adieu. Yours. Letter 35. London, April 1st, Old Style, 1748. Dear boy, I have not received any letter, either from you or from Mr. Hart, these three posts, which I impute wholly to accidents between this place and Leipzig, and they are distant enough to admit of many. I always take it for granted that you are well, when I do not hear to the contrary. Besides, as I have often told you, I am much more anxious about your doing well than about your being well, and when you do not write, I will suppose that you are doing something more useful. Your health will continue while your temperance continues, and at your age nature takes sufficient care of the body, provided she is left to herself, and that intemperance on one hand, or medicine on the other, do not break in upon her. But it is by no means so with the mind, which at your age particularly requires great and constant care, and some physic. Every quarter of an hour, well or ill-employed, will do it essential and lasting good or harm. It requires also a great deal of exercise, to bring it to a state of health and vigor. Observe the difference there is between minds cultivated and minds uncultivated, and you will, I am sure, think that you cannot take too much pains, nor employ too much of your time in the culture of your own. A drayman is probably born with as good organs as Milton, Locke, or Newton, but by culture they are as much more above him as he is above his horse. Sometimes, indeed, extraordinary geniuses have broken out by the force of nature, without the assistance of education, but those instances are too rare for anybody to trust to, and even they would make a much greater figure if they had had the advantage of education into the bargain. If Shakespeare's genius had been cultivated, those beauties, which we so justly admire in him, 
would have been undisgraced by those extravagances, and that nonsense with which they are frequently accompanied. People are in general what they are made, by education and company, from fifteen to five and twenty. Consider well, therefore, the importance of your next eight or nine years. Your whole depends upon them. I will tell you sincerely my hopes and my fears concerning you. I think you will be a good scholar, and that you will acquire a considerable stock of knowledge of various kinds. But I fear that you neglect what are called little, though in truth they are very material things. I mean a gentleness of manners, an engaging address, and an insinuating behavior. They are real and solid advantages, and none but those who do not know the world treat them as trifles. I am told that you speak very quick, and not distinctly. This is a most ungraceful and disagreeable trick, which you know I have told you of a thousand times. Pray attend carefully to the correction of it. An agreeable and distinct manner of speaking adds greatly to the matter, and I have known many a very good speech unregarded, upon account of the disagreeable manner in which it has been delivered, and many an indifferent one applauded, from the contrary reason. Adieu. Letter 36. London, April 15th, Old Style, 1748. Dear boy, though I have no letters from you to acknowledge since my last to you, I will not let three posts go from hence without a letter from me. My affection always prompts me to write to you, and I am encouraged to do it by the hopes that my letters are not quite useless. You will probably receive this in the midst of the diversions of Leipzig Fair, at which, Mr. Hart tells me, that you are to shine in fine clothes among fine folks. I am very glad of it, as it is time that you should begin to be formed to the manners of the world in higher life. Courts are the best schools for that sort of learning. You are beginning now with the outside of a court, and there is not a more gaudy one than that of Saxony. Attend to it, and make your observations upon the turn and manners of it, that you may hereafter compare it with other courts which you will see. And though you are not yet able to be informed, or to judge of the political conduct and maxims of that court, yet you may remark the forms, the ceremonies, and the exterior state of it. At least see everything that you can see, and know everything that you can know of it by asking questions. See likewise everything at the fair, from operas and plays, down to the Savoyard's rarey shows. Everything is worth seeing once, and the more one sees, the less one either wonders or admires. Make my compliments to Mr. Hart, and tell him that I have just now received his letter, for which I thank him. I am called away, and my letter is therefore very much shortened. Adieu. I am impatient to receive your answers to the many questions that I have asked you. End of section 17. Read by Professor Heather and By. For more free audiobooks, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org.